The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you, March 16th, 7 a.m. Patrick and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in as we are one day away from the big show. Good morning, Patrick. <laughs> How are you today? I am I am tickled. I have to tell you, I'm excited about the big show because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's the feast of my patron, St. Patrick, tomorrow, and then St. Joseph on Monday, and the big dance starts today in earnest. I mean, there have been a few games, but uh, we get the big uh, tournament at 64, the NCAA basketball tournament today. So I'm in hog heaven, I have to okay. tell you. Yeah. So it must be, I mean, it's a time of year, and it's the month and we've got some good weather going on and lots happening over the weekend. And it started with this moon this morning. Did you see the moon? Oh, man. I can still see it right over my shoulder right yeah. here. This is amazing. I had to chip a little uh, frost off the windshield this morning, it's though. Chilly I, I, out there. I got in the car and I looked. And I said, I can't see out the window and got out there with a the little scraper. Yeah. So I've talked to David about this before, too, that no matter how often humans look up and gaze at the moon we never get tired of looking at it it's been there our whole lives it'll be there you know for eternity and yet somehow we always go wow look at the moon it's just a little kind of crescent piece of the moon still and, and well maybe there's a reason our lady standing on the crescent our lady of guadalupe you know i mean there maybe that has something to do with reflecting the sun right huh all right so here's that's my theory the, that's a good theory <laughs> i like that theory for sure so here is the question because i always get this one confused i have a we have wonderful supporter that helps me remember here at Mater Day radio the difference between a waxing and oh. a waning a moon patrick all right so a wax uh, uh, what's the difference between a waxing and a waning moon. I don't know, know, but when I hear that, I think of the Karate Kid, wax on, wax, wax off. Wax on, so. wax off. Yes. Well, thanks to Audrey, if she is listening, she reminds me, waxing is when the moon is expanding, like we're getting closer to a full moon, gotcha. and waning is when it's shrinking down hmm. to a new moon. Makes and in sense. fact, so I went to this website, I found this morning, and it's like the moon phase uh, of the of cycle. Each day, and it tells you each day about what the moon is doing. So right now, the moon phase for today says that it is a uh, waning crescent phase. So in this phase is when the moon is less than 50% illuminated, but has not yet reached 0% illumination. That's called a new moon. Okay. So okay. there, you learn something every day. Now, what kind of cheese is that, though? Uh, always Swiss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know, for the longest time, Scott would try to point out to me the face, the man in the moon. Uh, I could never see it. I, oh. I don't have, quite have that imagination. Sure, I can see it. Can I you? can see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we've got such a great show ahead for you. But as we said, tomorrow's such a wonderful day. We have a lot of fun on the morning blend on St. Patrick's Day. Also, Patrick, I'm going to bring a, a gift in for you tomorrow. Oh. But you're going to have to, I know I know that you have this eating cycle that you're on because, I mean, you are into your healthy phase of life for sure. But it is going to include having to eat some food. So I hope that that's okay. 
and uh, you're just going to have to do it because it's St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> okay, you got All right. a deal. All right. <laughs> I'll suffer through. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, it's a recipe I stole from another one of my friends, too, Woo! so you're going to like this. Patrick, so let's get today started. What do you got coming up? Oh, well, uh, we are going to be going for a St. Patrick's Day record here in Portland, in downtown Portland tomorrow. I'll tell you all about the details of that. It's pretty impressive. It's going to be pretty cool tomorrow, but a world record could be set for St. Patrick's Day tomorrow in downtown Portland. Ooh, well, I like that world record right here in Portland. (laughs) I'll see if I can join in on that. And we've been following the news here at Mater Dei Radio a lot, and we pray for the bishops, especially those in Germany. Well, there are some new kind of um, news coming out of there that really is putting the relationship between Germany and the Vatican some jeopardy. I'll tell you about that story coming up. So we're going to start today, though, with prayerful Lenten music. Here is Audrey Assad and Restless. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary, this is Mater Day Radio, your station for Lent. Music of the season, that's Audrey Assad and Restless. Well, it's Pat and Brenda. Yep, David's still on vacation, and but he'll be back on Monday. Rest assured of that. Brenda checks in with Catholic Charities. We're going to be hearing from our friend Sarah Granger there about the big upcoming gala. It's going to be quite an event. You'll want to be a part of it. We'll check that beautiful forecast right ahead here on Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, Inspire my will with courage. Enrich my life with service. Pardon what I have been. Sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be. And thine shall be the glory. And mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. Prayer is one of the three pillars of Lent. And Mater Dei Radio is ready to offer up your special intentions during this holy season. Our committed team of prayer warriors wants to hear from you by clicking pray on the Hail Mary Media app or materdayradio.com. Call them directly with your request at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. You can keep praying with Mater Dei Radio during Lent through our daily broadcast of the Celebration of Holy Mass, the Mysteries of the Rosary, and the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Plus, their stirring Lenten reflections, special features on the Morning Blend, and the Stations of the Cross of Our Lord's Passion at 7 o'clock on Friday nights. Pray your way through Lent into Easter with the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Dei Radio leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
713 at Mocker Day Radio. A chilly start to the morning. Some patchy uh, frost out there. You might have to chip it off your windshield like I did. Otherwise, it's going to be a glorious day. Sunny, a bluebird day, high up to 57. Maybe a little windy. Winds gusting up to 21 miles an hour. Going to be another chilly one tonight. Mostly clear with a low around 35. I think I'm going to have to get out and get my walk in this afternoon. It's going to be a very nice day. But you're right, it is very cold out. It's still 32 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 33 at St. Edward Parish in Kaiser. Well, we know well all of the services and the ways that Catholic Charities of Oregon really meet the needs both of those here in Portland and beyond, no matter what their faith background. Between disaster relief, financial wellness, even housing assistance, Catholic Charities is there to help. Well, now is the time that Catholic Charities is inviting all of us to join them in their celebration of hope. It's coming up very soon and joining us today to tell us all of the details and some of the ways that they use those funds to help those in need. It is Sarah Granger. Sarah is the Senior Development Advisor for Catholic Charities of Oregon, and she's joining me today. Good morning, Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us on The Morning Blend. Good morning, Brenda. It's great to be here. Sarah, as we were preparing for our interview today, you told me that you've had the blessed privilege of being with Catholic Charities of Oregon for more than six years. Kind of introduce yourself to our listeners and some of what you've been able to do there in your years with Catholic Charities. Thank you so much, Brenda. Yeah, I I remember well the day I interviewed for Catholic Charities. I was running late and I was relieved when I was asked to sit in the lobby. We have this big orange couch that stretches the corner. And so I got to sit there as I waited to get called in for my interview. And I realized very quickly that I was in the presence of two women waiting to get our drop-in services. So I, um, I, I noticed that one woman had a metal cart next to her and some bags and the other woman was younger and she said, I'm here for a shower. Can you get a shower here? And the older woman said, yes, you can get a shower here. This is a good place to come. And mm-hmm. I knew when she said that, that I was at the right place. And I wanted the job even more. So I, you know, spoiler alert, I got the job. I've been working on the fundraising team for almost seven years. And it truly is inspiring to see the impact of, uh, of Catholic Charities in the community. People come to Catholic Charities when they are in a crisis, Mm. when they have nowhere else to turn, and often they've lost hope. And and it is, they're coming alongside and walking with our clients towards a brighter, better future that is so inspiring. Well, I love that saying, what you heard and how it stuck with you, this is a good place to be. And Catholic Charities work so hard all year long to to just provide for people like that, like people that you have uh, met. You know, Christ told us that the poor will always be among you, but that doesn't keep us from realizing in hope that, well, as you say, you can erase that margin. So that way, well, everybody is just lifted up together and, and made better. Kind of share with our listeners, you know, this celebration of hope is coming up. What you are able to do with funds that are raised to provide just amazingly for those in need through Catholic Charities of Oregon. Kind of remind our listeners about, well, all of those different areas that benefit from Celebration of Hope that's coming up. Absolutely. So Catholic Charities is one of the largest social services 
agencies in Oregon. We reach over 20,000 people a year who turn to us in their time in need. And people come with presenting needs and then there's other needs kind of behind those needs. So emergency needs are needs like housing, help with utility bills, help with food, oftentimes um, navigating a crisis like a domestic violence situation or, um, or disaster. We've been on the front lines of the wildfires and other disasters. So, so we meet emergency needs, but then we also look at long-term solutions. So we have a financial wellness program helping folks get out of their debt and put a, put a budget in place and, and, and start walking the pathway towards a more sustainable living. We have uh, long-term solutions like housing, really helping people get into affordable housing and stay in affordable housing. Uh, counseling, I would say, is a really important long-term solution. Helping people heal from trauma is one of the most important things that we can do. And, and we're really proud to be able to offer that to all sorts of uh, clients. We're an intercultural counseling center, so we speak, our counselors speak multiple languages, are very culturally competent, a lot of refugees and immigrants feel so safe coming to Catholic Charities mm. because we've been the ones that have resettled them or helped them get a green card or applied for asylum. So we're positioned to then also help them when other needs come come up in their lives as they they walk their journey. So it's it's truly an honor to to do these to offer these services in the community, and we couldn't do it without our supporters. And Catholic Charities has had our annual gala, Celebration of Hope. This will be our 25th year. Wow. And this really is our main fundraiser to raise what we call unrestricted funds, funds that we can use to grow programs, to respond to emerging needs, to really be nimble. We have uh, very solid, diverse revenue streams, uh, and it's our unrestricted donations that come into Catholic Charities through our appeals and also through our through our gala that really provide incredible flexibility so we can be responsive to the community as as new needs emerge. Well, that celebration of hope is coming up on Friday, April 21st. Sarah Granger is the Senior Development Advisor for Catholic Charities of Oregon, and she's joining us this morning to tell you a little bit more about it and how you can be a part of this wonderful organization. Well, we've had an opportunity to talk with Natalie before. This is her first gala event. Is she getting excited for the event? And she kind of really starting to realize how much goes into creating such an evening. Exactly. She is so excited for this event and really excited for it to be her first one. She's over the moon because we have a guest of honor this year. And our guest of honor is Joe Weston. Oh, it fabulous. Is, yeah, it's very exciting. Mr. Weston has stayed out of the limelight. Uh, he is such an incredible philanthropist in the community, not only to the Catholic community, but to the broader community as well. And we are so excited to, to have him with us that night and to get to award him with the Single Candle Award. He doesn't usually say yes to events like this, so we're just thrilled that he's willing to be with us and to celebrate him for all that he's done for the community. It's very humbling to have uh, partners like Joe West and to be part of that. And it's wonderful to know that Catholic Charities will be able to honor him. Tell us more about it. We're really excited about this. We're actually putting a video together about Joe Weston. We've asked his family to participate, uh, friends, 
folks on his uh, board of trustees and Father Tim Murphy agreed to be in this video and and he he really just stirred my heart when he was speaking about his dear friend Joe Weston and he said if there's anyone if there's anyone who believes or knows if there's anyone who knows that you come into this world with nothing and you leave this world with nothing it's Joe Weston and his philanthropy really is so incredibly inspiring uh, because it's inspired by his faith and so we get to celebrate that, and it will really make the evening quite exceptional. Well, celebrate is what all of us are invited to do. 25 years with Catholic Charities of Oregon at their Celebration of Hope. Sarah Granger is joining us today. Sarah, this has been a really fun conversation, but well, I'm already up against my break. Can you stay with us through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour? I'd love that. 722 at Mater Day Radio, and we are just about a month away from our 2023 Spring share Seek the Truth, and we need your help. What we're doing is we're building a strong matching fund. This is the incentive we provide during the share to match people's gifts, and we need your help to build up that matching fund. So, if you want to help us seek the truth and bring the light of Christ into the lives of others, we need your help. You can just go online to MatraDayRadio.com or check that Hail Mary Media app to make your gift and help us seek the truth during the 2023 Spring share here at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. The Early Days of the Brotherhood. This is how our brothers lived in the early days at the Church of Our Lady of the Angels. Although it was already a holy place, they made it even more holy by constant prayer and silence. If anyone spoke after the time set aside for silence, it was to speak devoutly and discreetly of things pertaining to the praise of God and the salvation of souls. They curbed the desires of the flesh, not only by fasting, but also by frequent vigils, by enduring the cold and light clothing, and by working with their hands. In order to avoid idleness, they would often go and help poor farmers work their fields, and sometimes after work, the farmers would share their bread with them for love of God. They sanctified themselves and the place by these and other virtuous acts. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications, connecting Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, 
consider donating it to Mater Day Radio. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 725 at Mater Day Radio, and you better load up all those TikTok videos while you can because it may be going away. Details just ahead. And the German bishops in their final vote of their meeting. Well, they're going right against the Vatican. I will have that story for you coming up in news. Here is Dave Moore and Arise. And we are Patrick and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
out of Corpus Christi, Texas, that's Dave Moore and Arise at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's 7.30. And in your news, a top aide to Pope Francis said there is a need for dialogue with the German bishops after a recent vote in favor of blessing same-sex unions, insisting that the move does not align with official Catholic doctrine. Cardinal Pietro Perlin, the Vatican Secretary of State, said Monday, a local particular church cannot make a decision like that which involves the discipline of the universal church. Now, over the weekend, the German church concluded its synodal path reform process, a multi-year consultation launched back in 2019. The final meeting in the process brought together more than 200 representatives of Catholic life in Germany who voted overwhelmingly in favor of same-sex blessings, but delayed the start date until March of 2026. Now, while these blessings are already routinely given by many congregations and pastors in Germany, they are formally banned by the Catholic Church, a position the Vatican reiterated in 2021. Yet despite the Vatican's position, 176 participants in Germany's concluding Synodal Path meeting voted in favor of the blessings. 14 participants voted against them while 12 abstained. But the necessary two-thirds majority was still reached. The Biden administration has threatened to ban TikTok from the United States unless the app's Chinese owners agree to spin off their share of the social media platform. TikTok acknowledged that last night. The apparent ultimatum by a U.S. multi-agency panel known as the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States marks a possible turning point in the long-running negotiations between federal officials concerned about TikTok's links to China and a wildly popular social media company with more than 100 million U.S. users. Well, minus one, because I gave up my TikTok platform a while ago. It is a a uh, time-consuming app that is all it's doing is trying to get more and more of your time. Not to mention collecting the algorithm of things that you like. I was about to say, it it does more than just consume your time. For sure. Well, Pope Francis said Wednesday that everyone in the church is equal in dignity, thus a focus on hierarchical Advancement, though, pure paganism. Tracy Sable from EWTN News Nightly has more. Paolo, chiamato ad ese apostoli, cioè inviato. In his weekly talk to pilgrims at the Vatican, the Holy Father said everyone in the church is equal and priests and bishops do not have more dignity than lay people. He also said everyone in the church is called to be an apostle, not just clergy and religious sisters. Pope Francis addressed the crowd as he said, the laity, all of you, the majority of you are lay people. All of you likewise share in the priestly, prophetic and royal office of Christ and therefore have their own share in the mission of the whole people of God in the church and in the world. 
priests, prophets, and kings, right? That's it. A federal judge in Texas heard arguments yesterday in a closely watched dispute that could halt distribution of a key drug used in medication abortion and disrupt its access nationwide. The case before U.S. District Judge Matthew Kaczmarek was brought in November by the Alliance Defending Freedom, targeting the Food and Drug Administration's decades-old approval of the drug Mifepristone, one of two medications used to terminate an early pregnancy. The associations requested Cosmerics order the FDA to withdraw its 2000 approval of Mifepristone. The hearing lasted just over four hours, and Judge Cosmeric said he would issue a decision as soon as possible. If he orders the FDA to undo its approval of Mifepristone, the Justice Department requested he put the decision on hold to give the government time to appeal to the U.S. Court of Appeals in the Fifth Circuit. Well, Legacy Health said Wednesday that it will follow through with the previously announced plan to close the Family Birth Center at the Mount Hood Medical Center in Gresham on Friday. But the news drew a swift rebuke from Oregon health officials who said the provider has not received state approval for the closure. Now, Legacy Mount Hood state-issued general hospital license requires it to provide maternity services, according to the Oregon Health Authority. Now, closing the birth center requires a waiver from OHA. And the state health agency said Wednesday that Legacy's waiver request is still under review. Now, OHA said it sent a letter to Legacy on March 2nd, warning that the closure of the facility without permission could put the hospital at risk of state state sanctions, including possible suspension of Legacy Mount Hood's general hospital license. The agency followed up with an email on March 13th in which it requested additional information. Now, the review cannot be completed without it, OHA said, and... There's currently no timeline for completion. Legacy, though, said Wednesday that patients in East Multnomah County can go to the Family Birth Center at Randall's Children's Hospital in North Portland for labor and delivery services. The Women's Health Clinic at Mount Hood Medical will continue to provide prenatal and gynecological care. They'll be going for a world record tomorrow for St. Patty's Day What's in downtown that? Portland. Yep, Patty's Bar and Grill downtown hopes to reclaim a world record by putting together the largest Irish coffee ever. The 264-gallon drink will consist of, get this, Brenda, 25 gallons of simple syrup, 50 gallons of Irish whiskey, 165 gallons of coffee, and topped off with 25 gallons of whipped cream. Okay. <laughs> you can I'll swim in, in that. <laughs> I'll be in line to get my share. The team wow. expects that the assembly is going to take four hours. Now, the bar, uh, Patty, uh, tried to break the record back in 2011 with a uh, just a mere 159-gallon vessel, but it later learned it wasn't successfully recorded. So they're going to really try to blow it out tomorrow. That was 159 gallons tomorrow, 264 gallons. Wow. I want to see this this, this I, mug. I, I was going to say, I wonder what kind of a vessel they're going to have to use. Uh, and uh, hopefully, yeah, there'll be a lot of people in line to, uh, yeah, partake on St. Patrick's Day. Well, it'll warm you up. It's going to be chilly in the morning. So there you go. But uh, hopefully they'll get the record. 
And in sports, well, of course, today's the big day. The first full day of the men's NCAA basketball tournament starts up with 16 games in the round of 64. The first game starts just after we get off the air today at 9.15. I wonder what I'll be doing about 9.15. It's uh, number 9 West Virginia from the Big 12 against number 8 Maryland from the Big 10. And the action won't stop until all the way late tonight when number 15 UNC Asheville takes on number two UCLA so it's a day of back-to-back basketball the next two days actually and my Baylor Bears get going tomorrow so I gotta wait till tomorrow okay well <laughs> I have a text into my nephew who's going to be picking my final four for me so oh. that way I sound like I know what I'm talking about but I did tell him pick whatever you want but I am with you Patrick I'm picking the Zags to yeah bring I, it home this year you know I I just look at the brackets and I think they it, it just kind of breaks their way if you go through it, it, it it's a good pick it's kind of a dark horse pick okay but this could be the year that uh, that the Zags do it all right I like it well you are surely familiar with those famous little colored blocks that fit together and you never want to step on them with your bare feet with a little imagination, they can become a house, a car, an Eiffel Tower, Coliseum. A friend of mine and her son over Christmas with a Lego kit put together the Home Alone house. Of course, we're talking oh. about Legos. But did you know that their story also hides a true testimony of faith? Ole Kirk Christensen is the creator of Lego, was born in Denmark in 1891. He was the 10th child of his parents. His mother, Christine, briefly describes their family life in her diary as modest but happy, trusting in the mercy of God. Now, his faith, combined with his determination and hard work, helped him to overcome difficult times, both personally and professionally. When he was 33, his house and workshop were consumed in an uncontrollable fire. He rebuilt his workshop and found a new home for his family. But sometime later, he was forced to stop his activity because of the Great Depression in 1929. And the young craftsman found himself without income and widowed at his wife died suddenly at the age of 40, leaving him with four boys to raise. Although fate seemed to be against him, Ole continued to show optimism thanks to a good dose of humor and especially thanks to prayer. Now, sometime later, he married a second wife, Sophie, and thanks to her, managed to save his business. Now, in 1932, Ole started making toys that would become the famous Lego bricks. Now, initially made of wood, they were not manufactured in plastic until 1949. In his memoirs, he describes this opportunity as a gift from God. And his production grew and he made it his family business, now prosperous until he opened a Lego manufacturing plant. Now, as head of his company, well, he shared his faith by leading morning prayer with his employees. And he gave an employee each a copy of the book of Psalms. So his son, Godfrey, remembers him saying, I'm convinced that my father's faith in God, which was evident in everything he did, helped him through the saddest and difficulties he experienced. His faith made him a brave man, and it gave him the comfort he needed to take on new responsibilities and strengthen to pull through despite the obstacles he faced. 
That's incredible. That's wonderful. And, you know, he's responsible for sore feet all over the world. I tell you what, uh, <laughs> there has been more than a few Legos in my life that I have stepped on at night. And it's always at night. Always. And I'm pretty sure they grow little tiny spikes so that way when you step on them, they are really difficult. My son has love Legos. Uh, and so does the good deacon. The problem with that, though, is their method of playing with Legos was to dump them all out on the floor <laughs> before you built anything. I'm like, that's a big bin. You don't need to dump it all out. Just look through the bin. Nope, it's not the same thing, he said. I guess it leads people to faith, right? That's right. <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, it is happening now in Portland, Vancouver, and in Eugene, Springfield. It is the 40 Days for Life Spring Campaign. All are invited to join in 40 days of prayer and fasting for an end to abortion. You're also invited to stand and peacefully pray during the 40-day vigil in the public right-of-way outside Planned Parenthood. Please help spread the word about this important community outreach. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, there is a lady who is living her faith, and that is Sarah Granger from Catholic Charities. And Brenda continues her interview with uh, Sarah coming up after we check weather. And you're going to love that forecast just ahead at Materday Radio. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Thomas Nathy, the pastor of Holy Redeemer Parish in Vancouver, Washington. Let us pray the prayer for peace by St. Therese of Lisieux. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, eternal priest, keep your priests within the shelter of your sacred heart, where none may touch them. Keep unstained their anointed hands, which daily touch your sacred body. Keep unsullied their lips, daily purpled with your precious blood. Keep pure and unearthly their hearts, sealed with the sublime mark of the priesthood. Let your holy love surround them and shield them from the world's contagion. Bless their labors with abundant fruit, and may the souls to whom they minister be their joy and consolation here and in heaven their beautiful and everlasting crown. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you. 
Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. 744 at Mater Day Radio and a little bit of patchy frost still out there. You may have some on your windshield. Otherwise, going to be sunny today, a bluebird day with a high going up to 57. A more patchy frost tonight, another cold one with a low around 35 degrees overnight. Currently, it's 30 degrees at St. Mark's Catholic Church down in Eugene, listening in at KMME. And in the heart of downtown Portland, it's 33 at St. Michael's Parish. I am back with Sarah Granger. Sarah's a senior development advisor for the wonderful Catholic Charities of Oregon. She's joining me today because, well, we're talking about some of the incredible services that are offered in no small part because of their upcoming celebration of hope. The entire community is invited to join in. Well, and Sarah's joining us today to tell us how we can do that. Sarah, thanks so much for staying with us. Glad to be here. Well, Sarah, in our first half hour, of course, you were here to talk about all of the things that Catholic Charities is able to do. And of course, it takes incredible volunteers and leaders to really put together a celebration like you have coming up. You've told us about Joe Weston, who is going to be a very special honored guest. But also on that evening, people will be introduced to Elena and her daughter. And they're kind of that featured impact story, just an incredible story of how Catholic Charities is able to meet the immediate needs of those in need and also long-term needs through your refugee services program. Tell us more about Elena. Yeah, thank you for this opportunity. Elena is from the Ukraine and she was living in the Ukraine when war broke out and she had to flee with her daughter. They took a bus for multiple days to Poland and safely made it to the United States. It's been a very, very trying and challenging time for her these last this last year. And she's here now in Oregon and Catholic Charities welcomed her with open arms and we've been honored to serve her. And she would like to tell her story at Celebration of Hope. So we're working with her to put a video together and she'll be with us that night to wow. to to speak to the impact that Catholic Charities has had in her lives and represent all the clients that together we serve uh, as, a, as a church, as a charitable arm of the church. Oh, well, that's what our faith calls us to do. It's amazing to see how Catholic Charities, I mean, you meet people right where they are and, and what seems to be for them, perhaps maybe some of the darkest times of their lives. And you just, you give them hope and you walk with them and, and just really provide for them in every step of the way. So I know that many are looking forward to hearing this story. So there is a way that the community is invited to attend. I think there is nothing better than an in person event. Tell our listeners that all of the details, what they need to know about getting to be a part of the Celebration of Hope this year. Brenda, we're so excited to be back in person this year. After two Mm -hmm. years of having only an online gala, we are going to be in person at the Portland Art Museum on Friday night, April 21st. Doors open at 530. And we're excited to welcome probably around 500 guests to be in attendance and and celebrate together. There's also an online opportunity. So if folks want to stay in the comfort of their homes, if they're not doing crowds, they can watch 
from the comfort of their homes. Uh, the program starts at seven o'clock and they, all they have to do is go on the event website, which is on our website, catholiccharitiesoregon.org, and they can watch from home. They could also host a small house party. We're imagining some parishes might want to do that or folks in Salem, Eugene, or other places in Oregon that want to gather with friends, be part of Catholic Charities and the impact in the community and and enjoy from a distance. Mm. It's going to be a wonderful event, of course, in person. They'll gather for the program and celebration with drinks, food, music at the Portland Art Museum. So that is an event. Well, that's the funny thing about Catholic Charities of Oregon is they recognize, well, all of the work doesn't go into one evening. Your work continues throughout the whole year, and you bring forward people and speakers nationally known to talk about the ways that our Catholic faith and different charities work towards helping meeting those on the margins and walking with them. Many have heard about the wonderful Father Greg Boyle. Father Greg going to be coming, making a little bit of a stopover here in the Pacific Northwest. Tell our listeners about it. We are so excited that Father Greg Boyle is coming to Oregon in June. We got a call from Catholic Community Services of Lane County, who had talked to Catholic Community Services in Salem. And we all have coordinated to host Father Greg Boyle for evening keynotes. So he'll be on Sunday, June 25th here in Portland. On Monday, June 26th, he'll be speaking in Eugene. And on Tuesday, June 27th, he'll be speaking in Salem. Father Greg Boyle likes to say, that we go to the margins so that the margins will be erased. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we go to the margins to make a difference, but what really happens is we become different. Father Greg Boyle says that at Homeboy Industries, which is the largest gang prevention program in the world, they embody their mission so beautifully. He says that there's no us and them, there's only us. That we enter into the relation into relationship and in kinship with those who have been demonized, so the demonizing will stop. Mother Teresa often says that in in first world countries, being poor and being at the margins is the hardest, because with that comes the belief that they've done something wrong, that there's a shame, there's a an embarrassment. And there's a lot of healing that needs to happen that that comes from acceptance mm-hmm. and love, unconditional love, and putting judgment aside. And at Catholic Charities, when I started reading Father Greg Boyle in those first years when I when I started working at Catholic Charities, I, I just thought, this is what we do at Catholic Charities of Oregon. He's articulating this call to enter into relationship and to be changed mm-hmm. by, you know, so so the the line between service provider and client disappears because of this fundamental belief that we belong to each other, that we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm. Oh, Sarah, just listening to you talk, just with stretching back just to our first half hour when you talked about. Well, interviewing with Catholic Charities for the first time and meeting those the people there in the waiting room saying, I just needed a shower to be able to recognize that, well, she is part of us also. Sarah, wow, thank you so much for your witness to the work of Catholic Charities, for joining us and telling us all about these wonderful events. 
Thank you so much. Remind our listeners again about where they're going to be able to go to get involved with the Celebration of Hope. Please go to our website, catholiccharitiesoregon.org, to learn more about Catholic Charities and to find out information about Celebration of Hope. You can also call us, 503-231-4866. That's 503-231-4866. We'd love to have you join us at Celebration of Hope. Oh, well, God bless you, Sarah. It is going to be such a wonderful evening. I know that there's still a lot for you guys to do between now and then. And so please uh, have a, a wonderful planning time and join us after the event and let us know how things went. Oh, we'd love to. And again, that is Sarah Granger. She is the Senior Development Advisor at Catholic Charities of Oregon. So one more time, that Celebration of Hope coming up Friday, April 21st. Please do not hesitate to purchase your tickets right now. And to make things easier, well, I'll just put a link on the podcast of this interview where you can get right to the events page of Catholic Charities so you can purchase your tickets today. You're going to find that link on the podcast of this interview at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 7.53 at Monterey Radio, and we are headed into St. Joseph's Day on Monday. Yep, the solemnity got pushed back a day, but it's a big celebration. And you can find some wonderful prayers to St. Joseph. We've added a few extra for the occasion right there on the Hail Mary Media app. What do you mean you haven't downloaded it yet? You need to do that, and you can get all the details in your app store or at MontredayRadio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. CYO is the only youth sports program in Oregon that inspires athletes to learn respect and dignity while building confidence, friendships, and teamwork through faith in God instilled by Catholic teachings. CYO enriches lives and builds a stronger faith community by bringing Jesus Christ to youth through sports participation. With every CYO sport, our coaches and staff inspire today's youth to become faith-filled leaders. Track and field registration is now open. Register at cyocamphoward.org. Help the kids in your life experience personal growth in a team atmosphere fueling their future to become winners through Christ. Summer camp registration is open, and we are currently hiring camp counselors as well as officials for CYO track and field. Visit cyocamphoward.org for more information. Thank you, and God bless you. 
Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Day Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Day Radio. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 7.56 at Mater Day Radio, and the Ducks were flying high last night in Eugene as they opened up NIT play. We'll tell you more about the big game coming and up low, next. And low returns of salmon putting a full stop on fisheries along the Oregon coast. I'll have that story for you at, right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Giovanni de Sordes Cassiofrante, or John Cassiofrante, was born in 1125 to a noble family in Cremona, Italy. His father died when he was still very young, and his mother remarried to Adamo Cassiofrante, who bestowed his surname on John and treated him as his own son. Both of the boy's parents participated in his thorough education and religious upbringing. When he showed an interest in ecclesiastical life, he was encouraged to pursue it. At 16 years old, John entered the Abbey of San Lorenzo, where he proved himself a hardworking and valuable addition to the Benedictine monks. As the years passed, those around him grew increasingly impressed with his virtue and intelligence. He entered the priesthood and was made the head of one of San Lorenzo's connected priories. In time, he was promoted to abbot of San Lorenzo itself. In 1159, four years after John became an abbot, there was a papal schism. The officially recognized Pope, Alexander III, was opposed by anti-Pope Ottoviano de Monticelli, who went by Victor IV. The anti-Pope was supported by the power and influence of the current Roman Emperor, but John was not intimidated by this. He responded by declaring his support for Alexander III and encouraged people in his community to also support the legitimate Pope. The Emperor caught wind of this and banished him, forcing him to leave his convent. Thankfully, Alexander III had taken note of John's support and his plight and elected him to the Bishop of Mantua, replacing the previous bishop who had been in support of the anti-pope. He did not hold this position long, however, before his predecessor returned repentant and asked to return to his duties. In a show of great humility, John sent in his resignation and retreated to a quiet living. Pope Alexander III recognized John's virtue and rather than leaving him to live in a hermitage, promoted him to Bishop of Vincenza, a position which was vacant at the time. John took up this post but remained there for only two years, at which point he made an unfortunate discovery. A feudal lord in the area named Pietro had been embezzling funds meant for the church. John promptly excommunicated the man, a judgment which cost him his life as the Lord became enraged and brutally assassinated him. For being killed for actions taken on behalf of the church, John Cassiofronte was recognized as a martyr. He was buried, then moved to a more suitable tomb in Vincenza Cathedral, where he continued to be celebrated for many hundreds of years. It was not until 1824, under Pope Leo XII, that he was eventually beatified. John Cassiofronte was the very definition of that well-known quote from Matthew chapter 20. The last will be first, and the first will be last. To lose his position for supporting the Pope, only to be promoted and willingly give up his position again, it was clear he was a man of great humility. It was never advancement itself that he sought, but the opportunity to be of greater service to God's people. May we learn from his example and see our own advancements in terms of the good we can do. Blessed John Cassiofronte, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint.
And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray and find wonderful Lenten resources from Mater Day Radio, well, please download today our free Hail Mary media app. You can find all the details at materdayradio.com. It is 8 o'clock. And in your news, a federal judge in Texas heard arguments yesterday in a closely watched dispute that could halt distribution of a key drug used for medication abortion and disrupt access nationwide. The case before U.S. District Judge Matthew Kaczmarek was brought in November by the Alliance Defending Freedom, targeting the Food and Drug Administration's decades-old approval of the drug Mephiprazone, one of two medications used to terminate an early pregnancy. The associations requested Kaczmarek ordered the FDA to withdraw its 2000 approval of mefrifazone, arguing the agency erred when it gave the green light to the drug under a regulation during the Clinton administration that allows accelerated approval of medications for serious or life-threatening illnesses. The hearing lasted just over four hours, and Judge Kaczmarek said he would issue a decision as soon as possible. If he orders the FDA to undo the approval of mefrifazone, the Justice Department has requested he put the decision on hold to give the government time to appeal to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Well, Bishop Daniel Flores of Brownsville, Texas, has been named to a small committee planning the Vatican's October Assembly for the Synod on Synodality. Flores, 61 years old, is one of three bishops on the Preparatory Commission, which also includes three priests and a religious sister. Now, the committee was put together by Secretary General of the Synod of Bishops, Cardinal Mario Gresh, who will also oversee the work. Now, the Catholic Church's Synod on Synodality has been underway since October of 2021, and it will conclude two nearly month-long Vatican assemblies in October of 23 and October of 24. Now, the continental phase, which followed a diocesan phase, concludes this month. In addition to Flores, the other Episcopal members of the organization committee are Archbishop Timothy Costello of Perth, Australia, and Bishop Lucio Manudula of Mozambique. Well, Brenda, in my previous job, Bishop Flores was actually one of my bosses. Really? And he is a, a very holy man. Very, Wonderful. very challenging. I will tell you, I don't always agree with him initially, uh-huh. but once I kind of get his insight, I tend to agree with him. And he's very done good. some wonderful work down there in southern Texas on the border. Just some amazing work, but a truly holy man. I'm, I'm happy to hear that news. Wonderful. A man and woman are dead following a shooting at the Embassy Suites Hotel near the Portland International Airport early yesterday morning. Portland Police Bureau officers and the Port of Portland officers responded to the hotel in the corner of Northeast Airport Way and Northeast 82nd Avenue around 2 a.m. yesterday. The East County Major Crime Team, composed of investigators from PPB, Gresham Police, Multnomah County Sheriff's Office, Oregon State Police, and the Port of Portland, is investigating the shooting. Last November, 18-year-old Parnell Baden Jr. was shot to death at the same airport hotel. And in Vancouver, a 28-year-old man was arrested Tuesday in connection with a deadly shooting happened at a grocery store parking lot over the weekend, according to Vancouver Police Department. Nicholas 
uh, Martinelle Sterling was arrested at home in the 7900 block of Northeast Burton Road. Police said he was booked into Clark County Jail for first-degree murder, first-degree assault, and drive-by shooting. On Wednesday, police said the victim was 28-year-old Henry Gonzalez Carmona of Vancouver, Washington. The shooting happened just after 11.30 p.m. Saturday. Police said several men were in a confrontation at Safeway on Mill Plain. As two of them left the store, suspects began firing. The victims who included were got in their car drove away. Police said the suspects followed them and continued shooting as they were close to a hospital. Gonzalez Carmona was declared dead at the hospital and an autopsy determined he died from gunshot wound to his torso. His death was ruled a homicide. Three other people also suffered gunshot wounds. And following a forecast of low returns for Chinook salmon, the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife has announced both recreational and commercial salmon fishing for the spring season are canceled along parts of the Oregon coast. Now, the following areas are under the cancellation. Commercial ocean troll salmon fishery from Cape Falcon to the California border and recreational ocean salmon fishery from Cape Falcon to Humbug Mountain. So that's pretty much all of the coast, almost to the California border, too. Now, the decision was made by the National Marine Fisheries Service with Pacific Fishery Management Council consulting on the choice. And the ODFW says a summer salmon season will be decided by April 7th, and the Pacific Fishery Management Council is working to develop several alternatives for summer and fall salmon seasons, according to the department. And we got a late start to the Dungeness crab season, too. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right, for low meat levels, too. So, wow, kind of a tough season considering you think with all the water and everything, but, well, it's a little different story, I guess, out in the ocean. Well, it was a tough season for the Oregon Ducks, but they're making up for it in the NIT, playing without their top three scores. Oregon turned to less heralded players to win its NIT opener last night and put forth one of its most impressive and best shooting performances of the season. Rivaldo Sorez and Tyrone Williams each notched their first career double-doubles to lead the number one seed Ducks in an 84-58 blowout win over UC Irvine in the first round of the NIT last night at the Matthew Knight Arena in Eugene. Next up for Oregon, which is one of four seeds in the NIT, is a second-round matchup against Central Florida, which will either be played Saturday or Sunday. Well, it's incredible to think how much energy and, of course, drama that goes into the Oscars ceremony. All that showbiz glitz to celebrate a few people. But now that the dust has settled after this year's awards ceremony, it's wonderful to see the one event that made our hearts and the audience sing. The Irish actor named James Martin stepped onto the stage along with co-star Seamus O'Hara and directors Tom Berkeley and Ross White to receive an award for Best Live Action Short, An Irish Goodbye. Did you hear about this? I did, yeah. yeah. Now, as he lifted up the trophy, he became the first person with Down syndrome to receive such an accolade. And while that in itself is a testament to Martin's powerful acting skills, what really shown was the way he managed to unite a whole room celebratory song. Because, in fact, the ceremony of the Oscars landed on a very special day. It's Martin's birthday. 
And as Berkeley gave his speech, he pointed out that this special occasion and asked the audience to join him in singing happy birthday to the actor. Incredibly, though, well, that trained barista, he headed straight to work the day after the awards <laughs> at his job at Starbucks in Belfast, where he's quick to help with all of the customers, as reported in the, uh, the Independent. Along with his job of serving drinks, he says he's also a chef at an Italian restaurant named Scalini's, where he states he makes the garlic bread, the meatballs, the salad, and the mussels. And he said, chips and stuff like that. Of course, <laughs> I'll have a plate of that stuff. Now, it seems there's no stopping this Hollywood star who knows what the future will hold for him. I did see this. and It I was, was incredible. It was so beautiful. He was so genuinely happy to be there. And uh, yeah, everybody sang to him happy birthday. My Irish eyes were smiling. Mine too. <laughs> It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Oh, well, it seems like a few people going to be celebrating tomorrow. Friday, beginning at 7.30, is the All-Ireland Cultural Society of Oregon's 82nd annual St. Patrick's Day celebration happening at Aquinas Hall Holy Rosary Parish here in Portland. Irish music, kids' activities, dancers, food. Celtic bagpipes are on the agenda. So tickets are available at the door, but admission does not include food and drink. You can purchase that inside. So children's activities are from 5 to 7. This sounds amazing, uh, Patrick. Opening ceremonies with Tualatin Valley firefighters, pipes, and drums. Oh, you can't beat that. Yep, and then closing the evening... The Mickey Belgin Chaley Band and Chaley Dancing. <laughs> Could Very be Mike. I don't Very think good. it's a Mickey. I think it's Mikey. <laughs> Nonetheless, sounds like a great time. You can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar at materdayradio.com. And, of course, the Hail Mary media app. And speaking of St. Patrick's Day celebrations, there's going to be a big one tomorrow night at Marist High School in Eugene. David comes back and tells us more about that next after we check the beautiful St. Patrick's Day weather forecast for you. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. That you would send the Holy Spirit to them send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. 
Support from Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. This Lent, Day Radio is teaming up with Ave Maria Press for the dynamic program, Return. Join Father John Burns on the Hail Mary Media app as he guides you through prayer and meditation into a fuller experience of Easter's joy. And that's what I wanted to carry through the journal is the desire of God, not just that we would turn away from sin, that we'd come back, but that the return would be wholehearted. But the why for all of our Lenten practices really has to be for love, especially in view of a turning from sin and coming into communion with Jesus, who was in love with us and is trying to draw us into that divine embrace. Journey through Lent with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it now by searching Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdayradio.com for more details and prepare for the fullness of Easter's joy with Father John Burns and the Return Program on the Hail Mary Media app from Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 8.13 here at Matrade Radio. Well, across the area, we make a shift to spring-like weather at least for the next three days, so I'll take it. Even with cooler morning temperatures, well, expect already a blue sky kind of day with temperatures rising quickly. Going to get us to the upper 50s today. Overnight, skies stay clear as we drop back to the upper 30s. Then tomorrow, more sun. Looks like we may hit that 60-degree mark. It'll be the first 60-degree day of 2023. I can't wait. Yeah, that's a wonderful way to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. It looks like the nice weather, too, going to stay with us all the way through Saturday. Right now it's a chilly 30 degrees at Marist High School in Eugene where they're getting ready for a big St. Patrick's Day celebration. And it is also 32 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church up north in Woodland, Washington. Well, do you have any plans for St. Patrick's Day? That's coming up Friday, March 17th, so just around the corner. If you live in the Eugene-Springfield area, mark this on your calendar. The Irish Echo Group returns to Marist High School for its annual celebration to support the important work of Catholic Community Services of Lane County. To give us a preview of the fun event is the Development Director of Catholic Charities, their community, Catholic Community Services of Lane County. That would be Stephanie Roybal. Good morning, Stephanie. Thank you so much for being with us. Good morning, David. Great to hear from you. Well, you know, I got to tell you, I was looking at your website and the news release that you sent out on this, and I love what you say. It is the best St. Patrick's Day party in town. I like that. That sounds like a fun time. Well, I hope so. Um, The Irish Echo has been together for over 40 years. They're a group of friends that love to get together and sing traditional Irish music, and they do cover songs from the 60s and 70s. And they've been raising uh, money for Catholic Community Services for quite some time. Um, We had a few little bumps there along during COVID, but we are back, and uh, it's going to be a great night. It's Friday, March 17th. And doors open at 5.30. 
there's a uh, corned beef and cabbage buffet and um, a cash bar. So there's music, dancing, and just a really great community builder. Man, you're getting me hungry because I'm reading <laughs> the uh, <laughs> on your website. Corned beef and cabbage, potatoes, so- soda bread, and soup. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, yep. that sounds so good. And I'm sure yep. some, some beverages thrown in as well. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, I remember we talked about this uh, a while back during the pandemic. And didn't you do this? You had to do it virtually one year, as I recall. We did. Uh, One year it was canceled completely. Another year they uh, recorded a session that we showed over our website and people were able to enjoy it online. Last year we uh, gathered at St. Paul's in town, but this year we're back strong at Marist where we can fit more people in and and. People traditionally know that that's the location. Right. How, how, long did, how long did you say this has been going on now? Well, the band has been together for over 40 years. Wow. Uh, the fundraiser goes, um, I'm guessing at least 10. Yeah. Um, they started long before I started working at CCS. So, um, And one of the band members is uh, actually my predecessor at, at Catholic Community Services, Jerry Reagan. He used to be the development director and He's a member of the band, um, but the band is, is represented by people from all over Eugene, Springfield, and some people that have moved up to Portland. So right. um, it's, it's a great uh, get-together for them, uh, for their friends and family, for our community, and it's a great way to raise funds for our work. Yeah, no, that, that is fantastic. Again, that is on St. Patrick's Day, Friday, March 17th. So tell folks about tickets. Yes. So the easiest way to get tickets is on our website at ccslc.org. You can buy individual tickets for $35. You can purchase a whole table of eight seats if you like and invite your friends to join you. Uh, It's all right there on the website. And if you don't like um, using your credit card, you can give me a call at CCS and that's 541-345-3628. All right, fantastic. And again, sounds like, man, that'd be great to get a group of people together and get a table. What a fun evening. Yeah, and seats are going, um, we are almost, you know, I would say we have about 20 to 30 seats left. Um, We are really close to selling out. Uh, So if this is something that you want to do and you're in the area, act quickly today because the seats might be gone in the next couple of days. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking right now, given given that. Again, we're speaking with Stephanie Roybal. She is the Development Director at Catholic Community Services of Lane County on their big event coming up, St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, Marist High School for Irish Echo, the band there. Great dinner in store. Tell our folks, too, about how you'll use some of the funds that are raised. Absolutely. Um, so all funds that are raised will go into um, our work to prevent homelessness. Um, we work to help keep people in their homes by helping them fill the gaps with food and other immediate needs, utility assistance, rent assistance. Um, we really want to make sure that people stay in their homes and don't have to go through the process of getting rehoused. Because once a person lose their, loses their home, it can be really difficult to get back into housing in our area. Um, so we take a lot of pride in helping keep people in their homes. And, you know, funds also go towards just building a, a stronger community. Um, it supports um, programs like OASIS uh, for families in Springfield and our Refugee and Immigrant Services Program, which is just exploding uh, in terms of uh, its growth and service to the community. Right. And I know, too, obviously still in the winter months. How has the winter been going for Catholic Community Services of Lane County? How's the need been? Um, 
So the families that normally come to us for shelter for cold weather, um, you know, they've needed to come to us a lot more frequently than in years past. Uh, so we've actually depleted our funds in terms of uh, giving emergency shelter to families. Uh, we had a little um, emergency fundraiser in January, and the community stepped up and was super supportive, and we've actually used all of those funds towards motel shelter for for families. So, um, unfortunately, we don't uh, have the ability to do anything right now, um, but, is, you know, that's one of those things sure. that we do. We can. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just, I guess it sh- shows you too just how great the need is right now. Yeah. I mean, I think it snowed probably six times in the last couple of weeks mm. here down in Eugene. So, um, you know, the, the winter has been really unexpected this year. And the freezing temperatures came very early this winter. Right. That's very true. Tell our folks, too, what other things you need uh, items, food items, uh, clothing items. What are some of the donations you're looking for? Well, typically people donate food and clothing or hygiene products. Those are sort of the three basic things that we always welcome. Um, but if you were to say a wish list, um, you know, our families uh, could often, when they get housed, um, our case managers love to put together little starter kits for them with kitchen towels and sponges and soaps and little things to get started in the person's home. Um, so if a person wanted to donate you know, home starter items, that's always helpful. Um, and then off the top of my head, the larger wish list items, I, I can't think of those at the moment. Sure. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you've got a great website, too. So you've got all yeah. the information on the website there as far as your needs. And tell folks, too, your locations in the Eugene Springfield area. So Springfield, we are at the corner of 10th and G, 1025 G Street. And Eugene, we are on 6th at 1464 uh, 6th. And um, actually, both the Eugene and Springfield food pantries are in need of volunteers at this time. So, oh, great. Been, if anyone's been thinking about a good use of their mornings, yeah. I think particularly Friday mornings, um, the need for volunteers in the pantries is um, pretty strong right now. Very good. Again, she is Stephanie Roybel. She is the Development Director for Catholic Community Services of Lane County. They have their big event coming up on St. Patrick's Evening. That's March 17th. About a week from uh, this coming Friday is when it is. You can go online to get tickets. Again, your website address. ccslc.org. All right, and we'll also have that on the Day Radio Community Calendar for information. Stephanie, always great to talk with you. Have a wonderful event, St. Patrick's Day. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. All right, God bless. You too. And it is 8.22 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, as you just heard David say, the community calendar, that is the place you need to go. If you are planning an event, and look, there are things that you can do today, lots of things going on tomorrow for sure, all the way through the weekend. You know, Deb works so hard at getting all these different events kind of gathered up, and she gets them onto that calendar, and it is so easy to use. If you're here in the Portland area, Vancouver, down south, Eugene Springfield, well, there's things for you to do, and you can find it all on our community calendar. In fact, if your ministry or parish has a special event coming up, maybe a wonderful Lenten mission that you would like to invite the public to, 
Well, please let us know. Go to our webpage, send Deborah an email, and she will get it onto the community calendar. And then we'll get to talk about it on the Morning Blend. So you can find out all the information by going to the community calendar at materdayradio.com. You're also going to have access to the calendar on the Hail Mary Media app that includes an integrated map system, so you're not going to get lost along the way. It is the community calendar at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. When it comes to the death of a loved one, who do you turn to? I'm Maria Lee, a cemetery counselor with Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Our cemeteries have served Catholic families since 1888. In 2017, we added a full service funeral home with on-site cremation. So we're even more prepared to help when a death occurs. When you choose us as your funeral home, you do so with the assurance that you're working with a Catholic funeral home owned and operated by the Archdiocese of Portland. And when the time comes for burial, know that we serve all cemeteries in the area, including our Catholic cemeteries located on both the east and west sides of Portland, where we offer traditional cremation and green burial options. For more information, please visit our website at ccpdxor.com. We are Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services, compassionate and pastoral care. St. Joseph only spoke one word in the Bible, Matthew 1, 25. He gave him the name Jesus. Jesus is the only word he's recorded as having said. And yet God spoke to him more than to most people throughout Scripture. He's one of the few people in the Gospels that God sent direct instructions to as he made important decisions about Jesus and Mary. He was a man of listening. Why is it that when people talk to God, we call it prayer, but when people hear God talk, we call it crazy? <laughs> In the conversation that is prayer, the top priority shouldn't be what you have to say. It should be listening to what God has to say. But how do you do that? Wake up every day and read the gospel of the day from Mass. Then ask God what he's saying to your heart through his word. If you make quiet space in your heart that's not crowded with what you have to say, you might just hear what God has to say to you. Send us a message at connectatreallifecatholic.com. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 826 at Mater Day Radio, and Brenda may have to find another resource for learning the latest dance moves because TikTok could be going bye bye bye. Okay, and the German bishops in a controversial move poised against the Vatican on the blessing of same-sex marriages. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is I am they, your love is mine. 
You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. I am they, and your love is mine. It's 8.30. And in your news this hour, a top aide to Pope Francis said there's a need for dialogue with the German bishops after a recent vote in favor of blessing same-sex unions, insisting that the move does not align with official Catholic doctrine. Cardinal Pietro Perlin, the Vatican Secretary of State, said Monday, a local particular church cannot make a decision like that, which involves the discipline of the universal church. Now, over the weekend, the German church concluded its synodal path reform process, a multi-year consultation launched in 2019. 
The final meeting in the process brought together more than 200 representatives of Catholic life in Germany who voted overwhelmingly in favor of same-sex blessings, but delayed the start date until March of 2026. Now, while these blessings are already routinely given by many congregations and pastors in Germany, they are formally banned by the Catholic Church, a position the Vatican reiterated in 2021. Yet, despite the Vatican's position, 176 participants in Germany's concluding Synodal Path meeting favored in favor of the blessing, 14 participants voted against them, while 12 abstained, but the necessary two-thirds majority was still reached. The Biden administration has threatened to ban TikTok from the United States unless the app's Chinese owners agree to spin off their share of the social media platform. TikTok acknowledged last night. The apparent ultimatum by a U.S. multi-agency panel known as the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States marks a possible turning point in the long-running negotiations between federal officials concerned about TikTok's links to China and a wildly popular social media company with more than 100 million U.S. users. Yeah, that's incredible. I was looking at some of this, too, about the type of uh, things that show up on TikTok in the U.S., and what people are exposed to and what kids get online with. And they are controlled in China where they're getting lots of really educational types of little TikToks. So it sounds to me like, yeah, something's not quite right about that TikTok program. Well, Pope Francis said Wednesday that everyone in the church is equal in dignity. Thus, a focus on hierarchical advancement is pure paganism. Tracy Sable from EWTN News Nightly has more. Paolo chiamato ad essere apostoli, cioè inviati. In his weekly talk to pilgrims at the Vatican, the Holy Father said everyone in the church is equal and priests and bishops do not have more dignity than lay people. He also said everyone in the church is called to be an apostle, not just clergy and religious sisters. Pope Francis addressed the crowd as he said, the laity, all of you, the majority of you are lay people. All of you likewise share in the priestly, prophetic, and royal office of Christ and therefore have their own share in the mission of the whole people of God in the church and in the world. Don't you just love to hear his voice? <laughs> I do, especially in the Italian. It's wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I thought I heard a little bit of an Irish you know, brogue in there, too. Might be. Uh, well, there <laughs> we will be an Irish brogue tomorrow in downtown Portland as we go for the world record. Yep, Patty's Bar and Grill downtown hopes to reclaim a world record by putting together the largest Irish coffee ever. Listen to this, Brenda. It's a 264-gallon drink consisting of 25 gallons of simple syrup, 50 gallons of Irish whiskey, 165 gallons of coffee, and 25 gallons of whipped cream on top. Hey, Just that, 25 gallons of whipped cream. <laughs> the team expects the ambitious attempt to take over four hours. The bar attempted to break the record back in 2011 with 159 gallons, but later learned that it wasn't successfully recorded. But they're going to go way beyond that 159 gallons <laughs> 264 gallons of Irish coffee. 
That's a lot of Jameson, I think, in that coffee. They certainly won't be using. I mean, Top fifty gallon, fifty gallons of Irish whiskey. I, I can't imagine they're going to use the the, oh. the really good. You know stuff. what? All of that Irish whiskey is the good stuff, Patrick. Oh. <laughs> Well, California's 11th atmospheric river left the storm-soaked state with a bang Wednesday, bringing flooded roadways, landslide, toppled trees to the southern part of the state, as well as drought-busting rainfall that meant the end of water restrictions for nearly 7 million people. Now, even as residents struggle to clean up before the next round of winter arrives in the coming days, with some 27,000 people still under evacuation orders statewide Wednesday, the Metropolitan Water District in Southern California's decision brought relief amid the state's historic drought. But weather woes remained Wednesday as an additional 61,000 people remain under evacuation warning and emergency shelters housed more than 650 people, according to California Governor's Office of Emergency Services. The Governor Gavin Newsom surveyed flood damage in an agricultural region on the Central Coast, noting that California could potentially see a 12th atmospheric river next week. Officials have not yet determined the extent of the winter storm damage, both structurally and financially. Boy, just looking at the mountains around Southern California too. Mammoth Mountain, where I used to go skiing when we were younger, covered, covered. It's a whole, whole, like houses just all the way up to the roof line wow. covered in snow. People digging pathways to try to get out. So I follow, uh, as you know, I'm a big Baylor fan, and our softball team was out in California playing Cal State Fullerton last week. All the games got canceled because of the because weather. Because of the weather. Yeah, because of the weather. The, the whole tournament got canceled. Well, it sounds like they are not done yet. Yeah, it's. Uh, I hope they. I hope they can endure it. And uh, speaking of sports, uh, if you've been paying attention, the NCAA tournament technically has already been underway with the first four round. And last night, the battle of 11 seeds saw Arizona dominate Nevada, 96-73. Fairleigh Dickinson beat Texas Southern, 84-61. Their reward for the win, they get to play number one seed Purdue in their there next game. There you go. Game. Congratulations. But the first full day of the NCAA tournament starts today. Matter of fact, about a half hour from now at 9.15, the first game between number 9 West Virginia and Maryland. And then the day will end late tonight with the battle between UNC Asheville and number 2 seed UCLA tipping off later about 7 o'clock our time. So a full day of basketball today and tomorrow and then they'll pack it all into the weekend and we'll have the uh, Sweet 16 set by the end of the weekend. So it, it's an exciting time. The big dance. Wow, that happened so quickly down to 16 by the yeah, it just takes a weekend, right? Well, you're surely familiar with those little famous colored bricks that fit together and then you never want to step on them with bare <laughs> feet. Uh, with a little imagination, they can become a house, a car, the Eiffel Tower, even a Coliseum. I had a friend and her son over the Christmas vacation put together a kit of the Home Alone house. Well, obviously, I'm talking about those wonderful Legos. But did you know that their story also hides a true testimony of faith? Ole Kirk Christensen, the creator of Lego, was born in Denmark in 1891. He was the 10th child of his parents. And his mother, Christine, briefly describes their family life in her diary as modest but happy, trusting in the mercy of God. 
Well, his faith combined with his determination and hard work helped him to overcome difficult times, both personally and professionally. He was 33 years old when his house and uh, workshop were consumed in a fire. He had to rebuild that workshop and found a new home for his family. But sometime later, because of the depression, was forced to stop his activity. And the craftsman also found himself without income and widowed as his wife had died suddenly at the age of 40, leaving him with four boys to raise. Now, Although fate seemed to be against him, Ole continued to show optimism thanks to a good dose of humor and especially thanks to prayer. Now, in 1932, Ole started making the toys that would become the famous Lego brick. Now, initially made of wood, they weren't manufactured in plastic until 1949. And in his memoirs, he describes the opportunity as a gift from God. The production grew and he made it his family business. Now, as head of his company, he shared his faith by leading a morning prayer with his employees and gave each one of them a copy of the book of Psalms. His son, Godfrey, now remembers him saying, I'm convinced that my father's faith in God, which was evident in everything he did, helped him through the saddest and difficulties he experienced. His faith made him a brave man. It gave him the comfort he needed to take on his new responsibilities and the strength he needed to pull through these obstacles. I love that he gave them the book of Psalms. Isn't what that a incredible? great, great gift to give people. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's how the rosary started. So, yeah. Hey, there you go. <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, this sounds a very easy fundraiser for all of us to join in on a Monday at four o'clock is a fundraiser for Catholic Charities Germain's Kitchen and Cafe. It's happening at Hopworks Brewery in Portland. Hopworks will donate 15% of sales from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. to benefit Jermaine's Kitchen and Cafe. Ooh, they've got the abominable IPA. Do they that, really? Oh, it's good. Yeah. Well, just go <laughs> go over and order one, and you can help Catholic Charities. You can find out more information by going to our community calendar under the Get Involved menu, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Brenda, I feel like John Denver. You know why? Why is that? Because I got sunshine on my shoulder right coming here. Through the coming window. right through the window. We've got a beautiful day in store be a great day to go to the grotto and we'll check in with their executive director chris blanchard next support for mater day radio comes from our leadership circle members including best buy in town landscape supply since 1984 best buy in town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services including bark dust blowing rock soil sod and recycler of yard debris located at 2200 cornelius pass road in hillsboro online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. My name is Kate Oliveira and I'm host of the podcast, The Pillar in Depth. There are two short prayers that I pray during each and every mass. I don't know where I learned them, but I love them. As the priest raises the Holy Eucharist, I pray, thank you, Jesus, for the joys of this day. May they bring me closer to you. As the priest raises the chalice, I pray, thank you, Jesus, for the struggles of this day. May they bring me closer to you. And although I pray these two prayers each and every Mass, I find it really difficult to put them into practice in my day-to-day life. I'm the mother of two young children, so 
My days overflow with joys and struggles. I'm rarely grateful for those joys and struggles, and I rarely see how they can bring me closer to God. But there is a reason those prayers resonate with me. Perhaps God is asking me to bring him into more of my daily life. Not only the quiet minutes I carve out for prayer when the kids are both in bed for the night and the chores are complete, but the moment my baby with a crooked smile offers me one of her precious blueberries at the dinner table, or during one of my toddler's mid-afternoon tantrums when I can feel totally helpless and alone. To be in relationship with someone, to be in relationship with God, is to share it all. The good, the bad, the joys, the struggles. So thank you, Jesus, for the joys of this day, for the struggles of this day. May they bring us closer to you. Amen. We encourage you to schedule a specific time in your day for silence. Whatever you need to do, wherever you need to go, to give space to listen for the Lord. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Day Radio. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you, and you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. And it is 845 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, across the area, we're making that shift to spring-like weather. It's already a blue sky kind of day. Blue sky kind of day out there. So even with cool temperatures, expect a nice day with temperatures rising quickly, getting us to the upper 50s. Then overnight, skies are clear as we drop back to the mid-30s. That's quite a swing for sure. But tomorrow, more sun and looks like we may hit that 60-degree mark for St. Patrick's Day. 36 right now at St. John the Apostle in Oregon City. And it is 34 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. And I think it would be a lovely day to make a trip out to the Grotto. A lovely weekend to do that. A lot going on at the Grotto during this Linton season. And here to tell us all about it is the Executive Director, my good buddy Chris Blanchard here. Chris, thanks for joining us this morning. And tell us on Fridays during Lent all of the wonderful things you have going on, including that, that Stations of the Cross. Well, Patrick, first, let's steer away uh, from any talk about Baylor basketball, okay? Ah, I heard that earlier in the program. Uh, tomorrow, and, tomorrow morning. I, I, oh, yeah. boy, oh, boy. I knew you would work that in somehow. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it's uh, I heard uh, Brenda talking about the blue skies. Well, the skies are blue, but it's anything but blue here at the Grotto. It's joyous. Uh, during the, uh, the season of Lent, it's joyous here year-round. So, Fridays, well, uh, 10 o'clock, uh, you know, for folks who were available uh, to come in then, we have the Sacrament of uh, Reconciliation, uh, 
uh, in the priest's office. In fact, every day during Lent, you can uh, come and get the uh, Sacrament of Reconciliation. 10.30, we'll have the Holy Hour of Mercy from 10.30 to 11.30. And, of course, that includes the uh, exposition uh, of the Blessed Sacrament. Wonderful. Uh, and then following that, at uh, 11.30, we will pray the uh, the Via Matris, the Way of Our Sorrowful Mother, our, uh, our rosary that is uh, dedicated to the seven sorrows uh, uh, of Our Lady. And uh, then, of course, we, of course, we have Mass. And then at 3 o'clock, we'll uh, pray the Via Crucis, uh, the, uh, the Stations of the Cross, uh, out on our beautiful uh, uh, Stations of the Cross path outdoors. If it's too cold or too wet, we'll simply come inside to the uh, Chapel of Mary and uh, and do the Stations of the Cross. So that's what's going on tomorrow at the Grotto. Well, I don't think it's going to be wet tomorrow, Chris. It should be a beautiful day to get out in the stations. And those stations are so dramatic. I've I, I always wondered about the history of those. Where did, Do you know where they came from? Well, they've been, those were some of the first things to be uh, put in place uh, in the Grotto. Boy, Pat, you're, you're putting me on the spot here. Back in the 30s, I believe, and, of course, those beautiful uh, stations are all set in lava stone. Uh, uh-huh. And it's, it's just a beautiful walk through the woods. Uh, it's a great place to be able to contemplate and, and, uh, and reflect uh, on the sacrifices our Lord made for us. And uh, so, again, I, I encourage everybody to come on out to that. There's plenty of room, uh, plenty of parking. And so I do encourage everybody to get out here. One of the wonderful treasures that you have, I think, corresponds with St. Joseph's Feast Day coming up on Monday. And that's in the upper gardens. And you have that wonderful garden with St. Joseph and and his sorrows and his joys. And uh, I I think, you know, that's a little hidden gem up there. If you've got to go and kind of know where it is and know to go to it. But it's amazing. Well, when you get up to the uh, upper gardens and, and uh, get off the elevator, as you are, as you head towards the main part of the gardens, uh, one of the first things you'll come upon is St. Joseph's Grove. Now, it's particularly beautiful in the spring when everything is blooming, but uh, you'll see beautiful uh, Carrera marble uh, reliefs of the joys and sorrows of, of St. Joseph. And, of course, there is a novena that you can, uh, you can pray uh, to those uh, joys and sorrows, but there's also a wonderful place with just a spectacularly beautiful, inspiring statue of uh, of Joseph and and Jesus. It's uh, you you bench right there. You can sit. Uh, you can you can have a conversation with uh, with Saint Joseph and ask for his intervention for your needs. So again, another beautiful place in the grotto to come and uh, and worship the Lord. Chris Blanchard is our guest. He's the executive director of the Grotto here in Portland, the uh, our, our Lady of Sorrows, uh, wonderful, wonderful sanctuary. And Chris, I know you've got some big things planned for Holy Week. You're even inviting me to be a part of the Seven Last Words of Christ on Good Friday. I'm honored to be able to do that. But uh, give us a little preview about what's going to be happening during Holy Week so people maybe can make preparations to come out. Well, again, uh, I encourage everybody to come and uh, for the Sacrament of Reconciliation. So that can be, uh, uh, you know, uh, obtained 10.30 to 11.45 every day during Holy Week. 
and then again the Sacrament of Reconciliation from 3 to 5 p.m. So really no excuse not to get in and, uh, and uh, make a good confession. Uh, Holy Thursday, uh, we will have uh, the Mass of the Lord's Supper at 7 p.m. in the evening, and then Eucharistic Adoration that evening from 8 o'clock till 9. Uh, good Friday. Once again, we're going to uh, start with the Sacrament of Reconciliation. That's going to run on Friday from 10 to 2. So you'll get a few uh, extra uh, hours to uh, get, get in and uh, for your confession. And then as you mentioned, Pat, we're going to have the seven last words of Christ, uh, reflections and prayers, and that is going to be members of the community. Uh, you will be participating. I will be participating uh, as well as other members of the lay community. Uh, and I, I encourage everybody to come out 1 o'clock on Good Friday for that uh, celebration. And then at uh, 3 p.m., we will have the Passion of the Lord, mm. so the Liturgy of the Word and Veneration of the Cross at 3 o'clock. So real exciting uh, during the week. And then Holy Saturday, last chance for reconciliation, 10 till uh, noon. And then 8 p.m. that evening, our beautiful Easter Vigil Mass that will begin in the plaza outside of the chapel with the blessing of the fire and the preparation of the candle and then a procession into the darkened chapel. Uh, I, I just hope a lot of people will come for that. Oh, I, I hope they do, too. And, and if you haven't seen the remodel job that's been done in the Chapel of Mary, you got to check that out. The most comfortable kneelers on earth. <laughs> I will tell you that. My knees just love those new kneelers, Chris. Well, so. you and I are getting a little, <laughs> when you get a little long in the tooth, you need that extra, uh, you know, you need that extra support, Pat. Hey, can I mention a couple of other things as long as I'm on the uh, on the radio here? Sure, sure. we got a little bit of time, Chris. Go okay, ahead. well, first off, uh, I want to encourage everybody to get on our website and, you know, look at our events. And uh, we've started a new program here called Food for Thought, Mass, mm -hmm. Lunch, and Learn, the first Tuesday of every month. So come for Mass at noon. Come downstairs. We're going to feed you lunch. And then each month we're going to have a new speaker, this month Todd Cooper, uh, from the uh, Archdiocese is going to come and give his thoughts on Holy Week and and preparing for the uh, for the risen Lord. So that's an exciting program that's going on here. And with the spring coming, we encourage everybody to become a friend of the Grotto member. You can do it right on our website and take advantage of getting up to the gardens as often as you'd like. So those are a couple of things that are happening here at the Grotto in the spring. It's a great deal. Chris Blanchard, you can find out all that information at thegrotto.org. Check it out. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you, God Chris. God bless you both. You too. And it is 8.54 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, stay with us. We've got that beautiful forecast right ahead. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 8.56 at Mater Day Radio and the patchy frost is starting to melt. We're seeing the sunshine high headed up to 57 this afternoon. Going to be chilly again overnight. Might see some more of that patchy frost and a low around 35. Right now, we've warmed up 37 in the Rose City. And closing out our show here is PJ Anderson and Rise. You're listening to The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Oh, oh. Darkness, we will rise.
Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Mater Day Radio, PJ Anderson, and rise. And that sun's rising up over my shoulder. Wow, it got bright out there. You got a little sunshine on your back. I'm getting a tan here. Yeah, I was going to say, get some sunscreen on the back there. So, wow. Well, all right. And there you go. Thursday morning already well on its way. Well, this week has flown by, Brenda. Thank you for being so accommodating putting up oh, with me. Well, just get ready. We got a big show for Ooh, tomorrow. I'm It'll bringing my a, shillelagh. You better. <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend for this Thursday morning. We hope you have a very blessed day.